Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time for the Rutherford Report on 101 ESPN. Anything you folks want to know about the fascinating world of pro hockey, here we go. Alongside Alex Ferrario and Tanner Hendrickson, I'm Brandon Kiley. It's BK and Ferrario here on 101 ESPN. Happy to go out to the 101 ESPN hotline to be joined by Jeremy Rutherford, Blues Insider for The Athletic. You can follow him on Twitter at JP Rutherford. And if you do so, you'll see his piece from earlier today, Blues offseason fan survey results. He asked fans what they had to say about what they expect or believe the Blues should do during this offseason. JR, appreciate the time as always, man. How you doing today? Good, boys. Anytime. Happy to have you on today. Let's start with this. What was your biggest surprise, if there was one, about what Blues fans had to say about what they either want the Blues to do this offseason or expect them to do this offseason? Well, yeah, there was a lot to cover in terms of what they want them to do with that 10th overall pick. I think maybe a little bit of surprise in what to do with the two later first-round picks. Uh, Of course, they got number 25, and that other one's going to pop in there late in the first round. And, And some people said trade it for an established NHL player. And so with with this voting, some of the questions were kind of geared towards, do you want the Blues to be aggressive and try to be competitive this upcoming year? Or do you want them to sit back and stockpile the prospects and and shed some salary cap and position themselves for the future? And it just seems like, based on the voting, there were votes for both sides. So you got a fan base that that isn't really uh, together or of the same belief in what the Blues should do with some of this. So I think... You know, a little bit of surprise, you ask. I think it was people saying, go out and get an established player with one of those late first-round picks uh, because I think the Blues are in the retool. They need to use that 10th pick, get a good player, and then also, uh, like some others said, stockpile that prospect pool. Jerry, if you had to put faith in Doug Armstrong on those two paths that you're talking about, one being aggressive this offseason and finding something to make them compete for the now, or to put faith in him in terms of retooling, which might take the two- to three-year process, which one would you have more faith in? Well, I think you have faith in Doug Armstrong doing both, uh, but I think that what he would probably be best suited for in this situation is something that the organization I feel needs to do. And that's just kind of hit the reset. And that doesn't mean you can't be competitive next year. Look, they got a team that's going to be right next to the salary cap. You got good players. Uh, Perhaps you're able to do something on defense this this summer uh, that can kind of reshuffle the deck back there and you can be competitive next year. I really think you can, but I don't think that you need to be aggressive. The blues are in a great position with these assets, Alex, you got that 10th overall pick. I sat down with Doug Armstrong a couple weeks ago, and he said, yeah, with that pick, if you go defense, you can get a guy who's going to be in your top four in the future. So I think you, you use that uh, on a good player, whether it be a forward or defenseman, and then use those picks uh, late in the first round and see what you can do in terms of moving some salary. So, you know, I don't think it necessarily has to be two, three, four years, but I think the Blues would be best served, and, and Doug Armstrong could execute, Alex, 
uh, kind of that plan is to let's replenish things. Jared, just as a, a quick follow-up here, could you see a scenario where they combined the 10th overall pick and their two late first-round picks to move up higher into the top 10? Yeah, and I've asked that, and obviously fans uh, in the survey here did vote for that because certainly, you know, once you start getting into the 10, 11, 15 range, you know, less is known about each of those players. We've been writing so much about, obviously, Connor Bedard, but the top four or five mm-hmm. players, uh, there's a Russian, uh, Matvey Mikov, that uh-huh. everybody's excited about. And, and so uh, I think, if, I think if, if you're Doug Armstrong and you have the 10th pick and you do have your st- still have your late first-round picks, and it's all about another team picking up the phone on the other end and saying, yeah, we'll do that. So I, I don't think that you can move, certainly not to number one, I don't think you can move to two, three, four, but can they use that late first-round pick to move up in the top six or seven and get exactly the player they want? I do think that's probably somewhat of a possibility, but like I said, it's going to take a partner. Love that uh, Mikov was the top yeah. pick. You heard good, how excited Good, good BK job got. by you, Blues fans. He was the <laughs> top pick for all Blues fans in this survey. I also loved that uh, in the Athletics mock draft earlier today, he didn't go until number eight overall. We're starting to see a little bit of a slide there. I appreciate that, <laughs> JR. As we continue on with this survey, though, I thought one of the most interesting questions that you asked was, if Clayton Keller were available, would you trade him straight up for Jordan Cairo, 57% of the responses said yes. They would trade Jordan Cairo straight up for Clayton Keller. And then you followed that up by which Blues player or prospect should be the most untouchable in any trades. Jordan Cairo only got 3% of the votes. This is a guy that had has been basically a point-per-game player over the last two seasons, had 37 goals this past year, and Blues fans uh, seem down on him, to say the least. I think that's the easiest way to put it. What was your reaction when you saw those two votes back-to-back, JR? That really stood out. It really did. And I realized that I thought uh, Keller would get some votes. And uh, just backing up here, I didn't anticipate, I didn't expect to put a question like that in the survey. You sit down, you start writing questions, and then finally you get to you know, a situation where you're like, you know what, let's have some fun with this, and let's see if, if uh, fans would make this deal. So, yeah, you say, hey, could you trade Kyrou for Keller straight up? Keller wins that, as you said, 57.4% of the people said yes, they would make that trade uh, for Keller. And then, as you mentioned, he uh, is the player 1.3% that the Blues said most untouchable. So you look at a guy who scored 37 goals last year. You know, I think he just had a birthday the other day. He's only 24 years old. Look what his future could be. And yet, I think everybody with the recency situation of how he's played the 200-foot game, uh, where his game has lacked, would be willing to move him in a trade like that or would be willing to give up a future like that. I think that uh, spoke volumes. And then just to add to that, BK, Robert Thomas, the most untouchable, 53.2% of the vote, even more than Pavel Buchnevich, 22.3%. So people uh, definitely high on Robert Thomas. So, Jerry, you also in this, and we're, we're selling the farm here, but seriously, go check this piece out because it's awesome. But the UFA market, you know, we've talked a lot about it in terms of guys that are out there who people could go into. I feel the exact same way as BK. Ryan O'Reilly was the one that won that vote for you, or from the fans, I should say. But we've talked more about the trades. We've brought up Ross Colton. That's our guy. But of the teams that now have become available and look like trade candidates, Toronto, Calgary, New York, maybe it is the Tampa Bay Lightning. Is there a team that you feel strong about that the Blues could make a connection with this offseason? Yeah, I think the teams that you mentioned, I mean, those are the most obvious uh, to me. And I think that uh, you look at the player who won that vote for uh, of the players that are on our athletic trade board 
who would Blues fans most likely like to see the team trade for? William Nylander wins that with 24.6% of the vote. You know, not very shocking there. Uh, they did say that in terms of re-signing, they'd like to, to re-sign uh, Ryan O'Reilly. He won uh, number one in terms of which free agent out there. But I, f- I found it interesting that actually with the Ryan O'Reilly yes or no, would you re-sign him? The no's won 57.6% mm-hmm. to 42.4%. So I think what happened there is uh, the people who did not want to re-sign Ryan O'Reilly, they, they just voted for a variety of free agents. Uh, so I think that there's still a good support for Ryan O'Reilly coming back, but I think uh, that most people would like to see the Blues improve in another area. We're talking to Jeremy Rutherford, Blues insider for The Athletic. He's joining us here on 101 ESPN. Uh, JR, one of the players that you did not have on your trade list, unless I'm mistaken, is Mitch Marner. Now, I, I would be pretty surprised, A, if he's dealt, and B, if he ends up being traded to the Blues. However, uh, we don't know what the future holds for Toronto. Everything seems to be up in the air uh, in Toronto right now. How would you view Mitch Marner as a potential trade chip if he were made available by the Maple Leafs? Yeah, I just think that uh, they're probably not moving him. I realize all the talk about that core four, and they're going to have to do something, especially with Cal Dubas being out, and they're going to have a new general manager. But I think uh, you look at it, Nylander is probably the easiest to, to move, as you guys have, have touched on. You know, I think something massive, a massive shift in Toronto would have to happen for a Mitch Marner to be available. And then I go back to what I've said here for a couple of weeks now is, you know, what kind of appetite would Doug Armstrong and the Blues have for doing that at this point where they're at as we speak here? Uh, obviously, he's a franchise player that you could come in and, and it could speed things up and, and keep you obviously a lot more competitive than you expect to be for the next couple uh, years. But at what cost? I mean, are you giving up the farm like you guys touched on? And, and are you ready to pay what is a, a huge salary? So I think big name, good player. You know, when you see the Toronto situation, you realize there could be opportunity there. Uh, but would Doug Armstrong pounce on that? And would, would he be able to match what uh, I'm sure several other teams would like to get in on? Jer, final one for me. You mentioned Doug Armstrong and you mentioned Toronto. Two names that everybody seems to be connecting around the NHL with the new general manager position. Uh, I, I know BK and Tanner gave their thoughts on this yesterday. I'm going to give my thoughts a little bit later. But what are yours in terms of people projecting or saying that Doug Armstrong potentially could go to Toronto? Yeah, I'm going to actually have a piece on this in a couple hours at The Athletic. I've kind of taken some time on this just to make some phone calls. You know, it's easy to react uh, last Friday when kind of the news with Kyle Dubas comes out. Uh, but uh, I'll have something on this pretty soon. And basically what I intend to write here is, is that uh, it makes a ton of sense for the Toronto Maple Leafs. I think Doug Armstrong would do a phenomenal job in Toronto. I think he's got the cachet. I think he's got the experience. I think he's got that Team Canada. I think he'd have that, that fan base excited about him coming there. Guys, it makes zero sense. I mean zero sense for the Blues to let him out of his contract. He's got a couple years left. He goes through 25-26. He's got a great pulse of what state the Blues are in right now and probably how to get them out of it. Look, did he put him in this situation with some of these contracts? Yes, he did. But how do you have a stranger come in, not have a great feel for the system, not have a great feel for anything, and try to get this thing rectified? I don't see why Tom Stillman would even consider letting the Toronto Maple Leafs talk to Doug Armstrong. And I don't think that he will. And even if he did, Jr., I I don't know that Doug Armstrong wants to go work for somebody else after he's been basically like the hockey czar in St. Louis for the last decade. Plus he's now just going to go work underneath somebody else. That is the president in Toronto. That, that part is the one that I have a hard time believing as well. 
Yeah, no, if you're going to make it, which I am here soon, like I said, five or six points about why this doesn't make sense, that's definitely at the top of the list. And, you know, I, I can't see a situation where Brendan Shanahan would say, hey, I want Doug Armstrong so bad that I'm going to bring him in here and, you know, give him more power or equal say. You know, this is Shanahan's franchise at this point. And, you know, Doug Armstrong could come in there, but would he be willing to do that, as you asked, to be the general manager with the president of hockey operations above him when he has that role here? And, and also, you got to keep this in mind, too. You know, he's got a, a legacy here. Even though things haven't gone well the past year or two years, you got a situation, you want a Stanley Cup. You're going to up and leave and head to Toronto, roll the dice. If that doesn't work out in three or four years, you're done. I think that he would be leaving behind a great legacy here in St. Louis that he can still rectify by getting this thing turned around. Be sure to read all of that, his thoughts in in uh, detail over at The Athletic later on today. Jeremy Rutherford is the best in the business when it comes to covering the St. Louis Blues. Follow him on Twitter at JP Rutherford as well. Jerry, we appreciate the time as always, man. Great stuff on this fan survey and looking forward to reading your piece later on this afternoon. Yeah, and in fact, I just wrap up by saying rest in peace to a great mentor, Rick Hummel. I spent years and years at the Post-Dispatch. He was nothing but kind to me. I wouldn't be where I'm at without him, and it was a sad news day yesterday to see that. So rest in peace, Kamish. Uh, everybody's thinking about you. Absolutely. Absolutely. That was really cool yesterday. The Reds had a, um, a tribute to he and Mike Shannon yeah. pregame, and then Ollie Marmel also wearing his full uniform, yeah. which is something that he – and uh, the commission always went back and forth about it. I thought that was really cool yesterday, the scene out in Cincinnati. Jared, appreciate the time, man. Thanks, guys.